There are three insects that will bother microgreens in your home. These include fungus gnats, white flies, and aphids. Let's see how we can take care of these little buggers before they infest your microgreens. Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each Microgreens Podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com. But in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grow will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Micah Greens Podcast, episode number 23. Today we're going to talk about insects that bother your microgreens or can bother your microgreens. And we're not talking about microgreens that you may grow outside or on a patio. We're going to talk about the ones that are in your house, either on microgreen racks or near windows. There are really just three that are very common to microgreens, and these are aphids, white flies, and fungus gnats. Now, white flies generally are around your house plants. They like to lay their eggs on the undersides of larger leaves. So they don't really bother microgreens. They may be around your microgreens if they're around other house plants. And we're going to take care of them in the same way that we take care of fungus gnats. So we'll discuss those later. The other one are aphids. The only time I've had aphids on my microgreens is when they, when trays of them have been by the windows in the summertime. And they generally don't get on your microgreens that you harvest in 10 or 14 days. But on the longer uh, term microgreens like basils and cilantros, they especially like basil and cilantro. And if you have some holes in your screens or maybe they can at some stage in their life get through the small holes in the screen, they can infestate those longer term microgreens. And there really are a problem to microgreens at that point because they're really hard to get off the plant. You could have put insecticidal soap on them. I don't really think that's a great idea. I mean, I've it's really hard to wash insecticidal soap, you know, whether it's harmless or not, off the microgreen, just still will get that taste. Um, they're really hard to rinse off your microgreens after you harvest them too. So if you do get aphids, and again, really, the only way you're going to get aphids is if they're on other house plants, you bring them into the house from other house plants, or by some sort of window screen where the windows open. That's when you could get aphids. And I've only had them once or twice. And the way what happened is that I actually had a, some basil plants growing in these large pots underneath the windows, and then I had some microgreens on the trays. I think they infestated the uh, larger basil plants and then spread to the other microgreens. So. Really, it's a good idea to keep your microgreens away from your other house plants or other indoor growing vegetables that you may have. While larger leaf basil, it's pretty easy to get the aphids off before you eat it. Microgreens, it's a little bit harder. So aphids are tough, and the best prevention to those is just to keep your microgreens away from house plants or large growing herbs that are in your house. Aphids, however, aren't that common. The most common insect that bothers microgreens are fungus gnats. And again, those usually get into the house either through a window screen or windows. They're pretty ubiquitous. They're almost everywhere. They just they just show up. They're in a lot of soils, a lot of potting soils, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. But fungus gnats are a little bit easier to take care of and to get off your microgreens. And really the best way to deal with fungus gnats 
is prevention. So let's talk about these preventive measures first. Fungus gnats can either come in on the plants or in the soil of any plant that you bring into the house. So if you bring a plant home from a nursery, a garden center, a box store, it's a good idea to stand around those plants beforehand, just sort of be quiet and see if you notice any insects flying around these plants. And by insects, fungus gnats are really small black flies. So just do your best to stand there Get a little bit of light behind the plant so that you can see through and if there's anything flying, you can see them. And if you see any any flying insects around the tropical plant center or the garden center, just don't buy those plants. Just It's just a safe bet not to be bringing any plants into the home that have been infestated by fungus gnats. If you do have to have that plant, if that's a special plant that you want, and you bring it home, try to quarantine it. Try to put it in some place where it's not near your other plants, where if any flies get off of that plant or any larvae hatch out of the soil, they won't get towards your microgreens or other houseplants. So having a quarantine space is a good idea. Really, anytime you bring home any tropical or um, houseplant from the garden center or a box store, especially the box stores. Those plants are just watered over the top. The soil is always moist and that's what attracts fungus gnats. Fungus gnats need a wet, moist soil in order to lay their eggs and they're attracted to wet, moist soils, um, damp organic matter. And this is especially true if the soil has some dead leaves laying on top of it where the flies can get underneath there. Those leaves will hold the moisture onto the soil and the fungus gnats will lay their eggs. The fungus gnat eggs take between 10 and 14 days to hatch, so there's a long incubation period there. Then the fungus gnats actually live in the soil as larvae, and the larvae will actually feed on the roots. And I forget how long it is before they pupate and turn into flying fungus gnats, but I believe it's quite a long period of time. And the worst case is those eggs, if the soil does dry up, those eggs can lay dormant for a long time. So the best cure for fungus gnats is preventative. Do not have moist soil. And we're talking even with houseplants. If you can get by without top watering your houseplants, that's a great thing. Keep the surface of that soil at least semi-dry and you won't have any problems with fungus gnats. They are really drawn to over-moist soil. But as I said, fungus gnats take a long time for the eggs to incubate, and they also can lay dormant. And a lot of times you can bring in fungus gnats from a potting soil, even a so-called sterile potting soil that you find in your garden center. This is because the bags that the garden soil is stored in actually have holes in them, and these holes are a dual purpose. One, they will let out any excess moisture because these Bags are stored in cold places and warm places, so uh, moisture will condensate on the bag. So they do need the holes for the moisture, the extra moisture to come out of the, of the potting soil bag. The bags also have these holes so that if there's a change in air pressure, so if they go from a low altitude to high altitude or high altitude to low altitude, the bags don't expand or heat up and expand with some air, and some employee or some customer drops this bag or throws or stacks up a bunch of other potting soil bags on top of it, and that extra air can actually burst like a balloon and blow out a seam. So they have holes in those bags so that when you put weight on top of the soil, it can compress, the air will come out of the bag and won't blow the bag open. However, those holes do leave room for fungus gnats to invade and lay their eggs in the soil. 
And then you bring that soil home, you put water onto it, you plant your microgreens, and then you have a fungus gnat infestation. So I recommend not to buy any potting soils from garden centers, nurseries, or box stores in areas where the soil is stocked or stored near the house plants or the tropical plants. That's just asking for trouble. And sooner or later, you'll be buying a bag of soil that has fungus gnats in it. Now, there are precautions, and actually the Home Microgreens Potty Mix has these precautions. One of the cures, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this later, to help get rid of fungus gnats in soil is called diatomaceous earth, or DE. I'd just like to add in here that I misspoke. I said silicone in this podcast coming up, and what I really meant was silica. I don't know why I always get those two confused. I'm a geologist. You would think that I would know what silica is. But when you hear the word silicone, just think silica. Thank you. It's basically a silicone skeleton of a diatom. That's what diatomaceous earth is. It's also used for filters and swimming pools. It's very small, and it's actually a silicone. So it's basically like just like quartz, if you will. It's very sharp, lots of shards. And what happens is the larvae crawl through this diatomaceous earth, even just a little bit of it. It's so sharp that it actually cuts the exoskeleton of the larvae or even the female uh, fungus gnats as they're laying their eggs. And those cuts will actually desiccate, let moisture come out of the larvae and out of the fly and kill either the larvae or the flies. It's basically death by 10,000 cuts. Home microgreens potty mix actually has diatomaceous earth in it, so it's a little bit of a precaution. I don't know of any of the other commercial brands that do this. I have never had any problems with fungus gnats with anything I've grown, but then I've been really careful to take all my house plants out of any areas that I grow microgreens to begin with. Matter of fact, I did get rid of all my house plants because I have so many vegetable garden plants and microgreens growing that I don't really need to take care of any other house plants. So that is the first cure. So our preventative measure is not to overwater. Don't water over the top. Don't keep the surface of that soil moist. The second precaution can be to add a little bit of diatomaceous earth. It's fairly inexpensive to the tops of your soil or mix it in with your potting soils. That way, if there are fungus gnats, the larvae will have a tough time to get to the roots, grow, and turn into other uh, flying fungus gnats. So if you see some fungus gnats, it's not a bad idea to sprinkle a little bit of diatomaceous earth on top of your soil or add it to the soils of the next microgreens you're going to plant as a precaution. So diatomaceous earth is really a very good product to have in the house. It's going to last forever. It's fairly inexpensive and it's handy for a lot of those soil-borne insect problems. You can also obviously use it in the garden. That's pretty much all I do use in the garden. I've tried a whole bunch of other things, and to me, diatomaceous earth is one of the best measures against burrowing insects. I do want to say that all the cures that we have for the fungus gnats will also kill beneficial insects. So it's not something that you want to haphazardly put into anything in the garden where there could be beneficial insects. We don't want to kill those. Only add it once you see a problem insect. There are two other physical methods to take care of fungus gnats. The first is a vacuum cleaner. These are small, very tiny flying insects. So if you do see them flying around your plants, use your vacuum cleaner hose. Don't suck up the plants, but just use the, vac the vacuum cleaner hose around the plants. Any of them that are flying will be sucked into the vacuum cleaner and be killed. Also take your trays or your plants and shake them, drop them, so that if there's any uh, fungus gnats on those plants, they'll fly up out of the air and the vacuum cleaner can take care of them. 
Another passive way to do this is to use yellow sticky traps. They're just basically a piece of hard cardboard, uh, solid cardboard, not corrugated, but solid cardboard that has a sticky glue on, on it. They're generally yellow because these uh, the yellow color attracts the insects, and it's just a physical means. So the flying fungus gnat flies onto them and sticks and can't get away. So you've taken care of the problem. So you would have to leave these around for probably a month or so to make sure that all the fungus gnat eggs that have in your soil have the larvae have hatched and gone into the flying stage so that they can get caught into these sticky traps. I'll put a couple links to some sticky traps in the show notes. The show notes can be found at homemicrogreens.com forward slash zero two three. The show notes will include anything that I talk about in this podcast. So I think that pretty much covers it. Let's do a little summary here. So there are three insects that are commonly found on microgreens or most commonly found on microgreens. These are aphids, white flies, and fungus gnats. Aphids are pretty tough if you get them. You can try to clean them off, rinse them off, but it's a very difficult job. And generally, you're better off when you see them just getting rid of that tray so the aphids don't spread to other plants. The other two, white flies and fungus gnats, are going to take care of the same way. White flies do lay their eggs under the underside of leaves, so they very rarely be laying the leaves on microgreens, generally on some other larger house plant that's around the microgreens. But again, the sticky traps, the vacuums will take care of them. The diatomaceous earth won't work so well because they don't really enter into the soil. So for fungus gnats, the best prevention is to not buy soil that is stored or stocked anywhere near house plants or tropical plants in the, in the garden center or box store. Second, keep your soils covered. Third, bottom water. Don't keep the surface of the soil moist at all. If you don't have moisture in the soil surface, fungus gnats won't be a problem. If you do have fungus gnats, Get out your vacuum cleaner, take the hose end off, tap your plants, let those fungus gnats get flying, and suck those babies right out of the sky. That will kill them. However, you probably still have larvae in the soil. So either you're going to have to put diatomaceous earth on the soil or purchase some yellow sticky traps. Put these sticky traps up, leave them up for about a month. Even on other places, other soils where you don't think there's fungus gnats, they may have larvae or eggs in them. So keep the sticky traps there. As soon as those larvae hatch, they'll be attracted to the yellow sticky traps and you'll get rid of the problem. It's not very often that you have to worry about insects on your microgreens in the home, but if you do, it can be rather frustrating. So it's a good idea to have some diatomaceous earth or yellow sticky traps handy. Both will last forever and then they'll be handy when you do get an insect issue with your microgreens. I hope you have a great day and I hope you plant some seeds today and get those healthy, nutritious microgreens growing in your home. Thank you for listening to the Microgreens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicrogreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of microbes. Let's keep growing. <laughs>